that time. It's 4.30. It's interview time. On the line right now, we have Dan Brader. Dan performing at the Dunedin Fringe Fest um, from Thursday the 15th of March until Saturday the 17th of March with his comedy show, My No Good Stinkin' Loser Comedy Show. We're going to get him on the line now, I think, aren't we, Raph? Both me and Raph. G'day, Dan. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on your show. No worries. You're here with both Wave and Raph. I realise I didn't didn't mention my co-host's name before. Um, oh, okay. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, we're both really good. Whereabouts are you at the moment? Uh, I'm just in Wanaka at the moment. Oh, in Wanaka? Lovely. Oh, <laughs> You're in better places, Dan. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I like Dunedin too, yeah. Yeah, you've been performing in Dunedin since 2010, isn't that right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Kind of like off and on, because I went back to uh, Australia for a couple of years. But, um, yeah, sort of off and on since 2010. Cool. Why do you stick around Dunedin? What is it about Dunedin for you? Oh, it's just it's, it's one of those things, like, comedy really, is quite difficult. So, like, you, if you go overseas, and uh, I'm terrible with day jobs, as I hence the title of the show that's kind of, like, uh, clues you into the kind of person I am off stage. Is, um, I'm hopeless with, like, maintaining day jobs and... Luckily with New Zealand, like, uh, if you lose a job and what have you, you can get some support, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, we f- as radio hosts, we feel you on that one, Dan. Love the benefit yeah. state. <laughs> kind of like anyone in the arts, it's, it's difficult to kind of consistently make um, money and what have you, so you need every bit of help you can get. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. So, to go back a wee bit, what's your background in comedy? Where does all this stem from? Um, so I used to do uh, radio like like you guys ages ago. I used to like write the ads and stuff like um, throughout some stations in New Zealand, and then I got a job in Australia, did it over there, and did some announcing all that sort of stuff as well. And then eventually, like I found out about a comedy competition in Perth, and like me and another guy that were doing the radio thing, we were like, oh yeah, we could you know have a go at that. We did it, did quite well, and then we were like kind of hooked, and then started doing all the open mics and working our way up the ladder and what have you so it's pretty much come from that and then also like I was always a bit of a like like a lot of comedians a bit of a goof at high school and what have you so it was kind of natural that I would give it a go at some stage. That's so cool. Has anyone in particular influenced your style or career as you've gone? Oh it's kind of you wouldn't think it now because I've changed quite a bit but I really like um, Stuart Lee like he's a, I'm a big fan of him. Oh. But uh, he's obviously like a real massive kind of intellectual kind of dude and <laughs> kind of not really like where I'm coming from now. But um, he was a big influence. And I like Doug Stanhope, which is kind of maybe slightly closer to what I attempt to kind of do. Obviously, nowhere near as good as him because he's really, really, really good. But uh, yeah, those are two big influences. Oh, nice. Yeah. So your style has been described, I'm not sure by you, but by others as um, brutal observational comedy. Why does this yeah, style appeal so much to you? Yeah, why why have you adopted this style? Oh, I don't know. I'm just a work kind of like that. Like, uh, just one of those people, like, if I don't like something or if I have an opinion, that's always pretty abrasive and, and harsh. And um, obviously, like, in my day-to-day life, you know, you kind of have to tone it down around lots of people. But if I'm kind of comfortable, which is uh, where I am on stage or around friends, I kind of let loose and just, um, just how I really feel about things. It's a bit of an outlet for you. Yeah, yeah, most of the time it's fairly harsh, but um, I've got much better as I've got older working out how to have a bit of a smile to it and a bit of charm so people know I'm not totally serious. 
Yeah, I have heard that you're either a comic that you'll love or you'll hate. <laughs> there's, there's no yeah, real in between. Uh, Mentioning mention one, one review, because I had this show, and that uh, was underneath that one, actually, and um, it was like the most split audience I think I've ever had. Like 50, oh. So there was 50 people. There was maybe 25 people that could, you know, really laugh and have a good time. They're totally on my wavelength. And the other 25 just looked like they were at a funeral. They <laughs> didn't want to be there. <laughs> had a few, few walkouts, but then... After the show, I had a few people like uh, like unloading way too much personal stuff from their lives because they obviously felt um, comfortable enough around me to share it. Oh. Was it the older demographic, Dan, that you had quite the cold shoulder from after your show? Yeah, it's kind of a weird one with the, with the older people because I'm in my 30s now, so I'm sort of in between. Like, I'm not, you know, like uh, student y, but I'm not full, you know, like, got a house and all that kind of stuff. So it's one of sometimes you get the older people and then they're really into it because they've had some wild times in their life, but then other times yeah they're just too conservative and they kind of can't get up to it. But then young people can be the same. Sometimes I'll get young people and I'm just too much for them. They're like <laughs> they're they're nice and pure and stuff, and I'm quite jaded and old and and it blows their minds a bit. So I kind of never know who's going to come up to me come up to me after the show and uh, say they liked it. It's, I'm a hard one to kind of pin down. Yeah, because you are known for your, your morally questionable storytelling. <laughs> um, could you give us a wee anecdote or, or something akin to what we can expect at your Fringe Fest shows? No pressure. Um, oh, yeah, I'll try and think of something I can do too quickly for you. Um, so basically, uh, like, the way I... You can't see me, guys, obviously, um, but I'm um, one of those people who dresses super casual, like I've always got, like, dusty-looking T-shirts on jeans and, and ripped up shoes and what have you like I'm not like a picture of success so um, recently I was like walking through uh, town and uh, I, was, I was actually feeling good about myself because I had a good gig and uh, this homeless lady was like huffing the glue out of a brown paper bag and um, she turned and she looked at me and she said uh, have you seen Trevor this evening and it was at that point I was like you know, I was quite offended because I've, I've got to the point now where they don't even ask me for a change they just kind of take one look at me and assume I'm part of the fucking club <laughs> oh. and I'm not even the leader too they're just they're asking for where the leader is I'm just like you know, <laughs> well I'm the totem pole even in the homeless community so that uh, kind of the vibe I'm getting so that's what you can expect and more <laughs> yeah so it's one of those shows where, like, if you're on the wavelength and you kind of, and you kind of are, guys poking fun at the fact that things haven't gone to plan in his life, but, you know, he's a bit of a character, then you will enjoy it. But if you're one of those people that want to go see, like, a super serious kind of comedian in the suit making, you know, intellectual observations about the world, then it's probably not the show for you. Oh, it's not the show for us then, is it, Raph? Oh, I don't know. My goodness. <laughs> um, this is your first solo show at Fringe. How do you think it'll be in comparison, not having those um, other comedians to share the stage with? Um, so I've done the solos in Australia, so I've done a few, but um, I haven't done them in Dunedin purely, just I haven't kind of got round to it, because I was always kind of swinging uh, and frying about exactly what I was doing. Because uh, you've got to register the, for these things so far in advance, and um, yeah, half the time I don't have a spare two hundred dollars, um, <laughs> let alone uh, the you know like a show concept on the head like nine months before the uh, before the show, which is what they are. So like I'm fine, you know, standing up there doing a long time because I've, I've done comedy since '07, so I've got the 
experience. But um, yeah, it will be different because I haven't done a full hour in Dunedin in a long time. But I'm lucky because the guys and girls here that organise comedy, just because I'm old and they probably feel sorry for me, um, <laughs> always put me on at the end of the night and gigs. So I'm usually up there for about 20, 30 minutes most times anyway. That's enough. That's yeah. enough times. <laughs> oh, cool. And also, as we near the end of the interview, we wanted to know, Raph and I in particular, you're a multi-talented man. You also make comic books, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So, yeah, uh, tell us more I've about that. Yeah, I've got like a little comic book series called The Adventures of the Kite Family, as in like a kite you fly, not as oh. in kite, the uh, slur for Jewish people. So I'm not right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't call it that. Um, so, it's, and it's like basically just a thinly veiled story about like uh, me and my parents because I had to come back and live with my parents when I was 28, and obviously I wasn't stoked about it. And uh, the only thing I could think to do was just, oh, I've got to write some material about this. So I wrote a comic book series about it. So that's still kind of out there on the internet, full on Facebook and on uh, Smack Jeeves, which is a um, it's a website about beating up your butler. No, it's not. It's a hosting website, so you can find it there. Oh, cool. I'm going to have a little squiz of that after sure, this yeah. is over. Oh, no. Hope you like. Yeah. Do you have any parting words for us? Do you have anything you want um, any potential audience members to know about your show? Um, no, not really. Like, um, I think it's one of those ones where you, you might... Uh, you, you don't know what to sort of expect like I'm trying to give you kind of a bit of a flavour here but I do do more of a grab bag than I ever used to so like you've got some stories in there and you've got some observational stuff I talk to the crowd in a, in a way that's not going to make people feel uncomfortable like I try and make people feel you know relaxed and stuff so I, I think it's one of those shows that uh, that will actually appeal to more people than they might think just from reading the uh, the title of the poster and some of the quotes which may make people think are either me or not me. Yeah, you really weren't trying to sell us with the my no good stinking loser comedy <laughs> show. <Dan. laughs> well, that comes from, um, uh, that's what my dad calls my joke. <laughs> I feel like that's what my my dad calls the radio show. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so that just comes from that because he's, like, yeah, he loves me and he's, he's a great guy, but he's yeah. got a bit of a sense of humour himself. He's always on my case about how I got 50 bucks for a gig and it cost me $200 to get to the gig. That's another astute observation. That's the best way for a dad to be, though, I reckon. Yeah. Finally, do you have a song request for the rest of our show today? Oh, I'll try and think of something off the top. Oh, uh, what about I really like My Morning Jacket and a good song from theirs is called Wordless Chorus. Cool. We'll be playing that later in the show. Oh, later in the show. Five minutes. Oh, no. Give me a few minutes. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Dan. That was Dan Brader. He is playing at Inch Bar, which is at 8 Bank Street, on Thursday the 15th of March, Friday the 16th of March, and Saturday the 17th of March. Those are on uh, from 9.45pm until 10.45pm each night. The gigs are R18, so don't bring any of your little kiddies along. Um, and it's a koha ticket, so it's $3. You can buy them online or at the door. That is part of the Dunedin Fringe Fest, 8th of March until the 18th of March. My no good stinking loser.
the comedy show by Dan Brader. Thank you so much for chatting to us today, Dan. We now